With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of the Woman Corner podcast. My name is Joseph Chapman and I'm joined this week by Health and Wellbeing Officer of Proud Baggies, Jordan Muckley. How are you, Jordan? I'm good, thanks, Joe. How are you? I'm very, very well, thank you. So we're, you're here today. Um, you're very, very um, helpfully come in and visited us in the Birmingham City Centre office to chat about Proud Baggies campaign, things that are coming up in the past, um, how it all began. Absolutely. Uh, we'll start. We'll start with the past then. So. Give us a bit of an insight into the, the, the birth of Proud Baggies. So Proud Baggies was born um, last summer as the first Midlands team to have a LGBT official LGBT supporters club um, who work very closely with the club on lots of different uh, things through uh, from uh, education and well-being through to promotion of LGBT inclusion in sport all the way through to... Um, oh, let me say that bit again. Um, so we work... We, we, Proud Baggies was the first uh, LGBT supporters club uh, in the Midlands, so we work very closely with the club on yep. a range of LGBT uh, plus supporters issues, from things such as um, how to tackle hate crime in football, all the way yeah. through to promoting inclusion, um, you know, tackling health and wellbeing issues, and just promoting equality and diversity in football. Really, um, we've got a fantastic relationship with the club, and we've started to work on a number of initiatives with them directly, which some of which we can happily talk about other things which yeah. are in the pipeline and really exciting but uh, obviously don't want to give too much away because we want to keep pe- you know keep people intrigued but uh, yes yeah there's some some exciting stuff coming up in the future so so how how big's the um it's all voluntary isn't it all voluntary so yeah. how how big's the kind of the group the 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 the, the task force um we've got a uh, a committee of six uh people that work very very hard uh, each in, in their individual roles headed up by um, Piero who's our chair and yep. supported by five other committee members um, and a couple of patrons as well um, and then we have over 150 members so that is from um, all members of the Albion family yep. through LGBT plus people as well as um, straight people um, and people that obviously don't define as any yep. any of the above um, we welcome everybody we're, yep. you know, we're, a, we're a supporters club that if you're an ally, if you're a friend, if you want to help make a difference, uh, if you just want to, you know, help us out in any sh- way, shape, or form, we're happy to hear from anybody. Um, the six people on the committee, including myself, we all have our own areas that we look at, um, all, ranging from campaigns to health and well-being, through to working directly with the club, working with the Albion Foundation, mental health. So we tackle a lot of different stuff. Um, we have our own agenda. We work with the club on their equality and diversity agenda as well. Um, you know, so we and we're actually included in a lot of the club's initiatives. So we uh, helped co-founded the Albion Found Family, which is launching uh, in November. Um, one of our members sits on the Equality and Diversity Committee for, within the club. So we we have lots of um, different uh, reaches in the club, which you know we we've worked really hard to kind of earn. And you know, 
the relationship we have is um, we work very closely with uh, the communications team, the marketing team, as well as um, our support liaison officers, uh, who are James and Megan. Um, so James works on a match day, doing lots of video content, and Megan is one of the marketing team. But they help us to kind of um, find out what our objectives should be, how we can work with the club on certain topics, and really promote um, LGBT inclusion in sport. Because there's, you know, there's no out, out gay footballer. Um, there's only figures out in other sports like Tom Daly, Gareth yeah. Thomas. Um, we don't have sorry there are out gay footballers none in England none in the Premier League none in the Football League um, which is a shame and uh, you'd like to think that you know in this day and age the, you, you, exactly you know the um, I'm going to talk about it you know your relationship with other campaigns at other clubs around the country and we've already said about the number 43 of the 92 isn't it you said that have, that have got um, a group of people very very similar or the same or the equivalent to Proud Baggies at their respective yeah. clubs around England and uh, you, you would have thought by now that if there was a, a footballer who was uh, who was going to come out as gay then they'd be surrounded by people that would support you'd, them you'd think that but I think you know can you understand the like the, the I, I, can under, I can understand the hesitation from yeah. a, a professional footballer because obviously it's not just it's not just them turning up twice a week to play a match it's their livelihood it's their um, you know, it's their career, and I think there's a lot of fear in within professional football in the sense that obviously what happened to Justin Fashionu and the reaction to him coming out. And but since that, we've had people like Robbie Rogers who's come out. We've had people like Thomas Hitzelsberger who've came out, and Anton Heisen, who's yes. uh, Glyn, who used to play for Liverpool, uh, Glyn Heisen's son. Um, they've had a fantastic reception. Yes, we'll always have idiots. We'll always have trolls online. Uh, you know saying horrible things throwing stones you know that will always happen but I think it's the role of clubs and groups like us to kind of really help create a better understanding and almost create like a framework of what happens if a player is to come out what you know how could the club um, manoeuvre certain things to help the player how, what, how, would, how can you help the squad kind of make the player feel Exactly the same as he did before. Included, yeah. yeah, exactly. Promote the inclusion of all these all these things, and you know, it's not it's not our responsibility as the LGBT fan fan groups. It, it it's our job to kind of help influence and guide and support clubs because obviously they don't necessarily have the knowledge that we have. Um, yeah. In in you know in that in that sort of in the LGBT plus community, and I think that's where we come into it. And as I said, yeah, there are over forty other supporters clubs in 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 the UK that are affiliated to their own clubs. Some have amazing relationships, some aren't necessarily official. Um, but the idea is, is we'll try and... We work with a lot of other clubs to kind of help uh, help promote them. You know, we're all part of the football family at the end of the day. And, you know, we've experienced, we've experienced a lot of positivity since we launched. We've also experienced some negativity online. Um, you're, I suppose you're... Prepared for that, I'm guessing. Like Absolutely. you know, when you're starting that, you, you you're expecting there's going to be a minority that probably more vocal than we'd all like. I mean, but you can't please everybody, and you know we have to remember that. Yes, we are in 2018, and and you'd like to think the world's a better place now, but there are still idiots out there that will jump on the bandwagon to kind of, you know, almost keyboard warriors, mm. and yeah, that's what you have to remember. That's all they are. So they wouldn't come up to you and say it to your face. They wouldn't come up and unfurl a banner at a, at a club or in a stadium because you know what would happen. They'd be frog marched straight out and banned. And that's what we've got at West Brom is that their club are taking 
any reports of homophobia, biphobia, transphobia extremely seriously yeah. and to the same level as racism to any form of uh, discrimination and and that's the important thing you know West Brom's a club that is always had diversity as its heart you know we were the leading club by having the first team to have black players in mm. our team with the three degrees and you know you only had to look as far back as early this year when we, had, we lost Cyril Regis and that you know the, the what the club did to remember him and all the themes of diversity and equality and inclusion and oh, what a, what a, and, what know, a music playlist there was that day yeah. oh that the <laughs> music was phenomenal that day you know and you had people from all walks of life all races all creeds all sexualities all genders all beliefs coming together and coming under one and that was the first time I really felt that we were starting to make a difference alright <laughs> less said about last lost. season the better <laughs> oh, yeah we lost 4-1 at home to Leicester didn't we was it? Yeah, uh, Southampton. Southampton. Yeah, oh, the three-two. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Same, same, same outcome. Yeah. Yeah, uh, under Pardiola. <laughs> under uh, legend, yeah. not. Um, but you know, we 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 we're seeing a change now. We're seeing yeah. a change in behaviour, changing attitudes, and we're getting some some people that you perhaps view on Twitter or view on Facebook. You thought, nah, they're not gonna they're not gonna engage with us. They're not gonna support us or you know comment. But actually, they're retweeting our content. They're promoting you know there's things that we do and it's not necessarily about we, it's not promoting an LGBT plus agenda yeah. it's about promoting equality and inclusion in football and that's all we want to do you know we're, we're there for everybody yeah. um, and we, you know we open our doors for everybody and I think that's the important thing to remember it's not just exclusive to LGBT plus people we are a supporters club for anybody that wants to support what we do you've already talked passionately about the uh, relationship you've enjoyed with the club themselves they seem to have sure. very extended an arm you know especially in the last couple of years I suppose that was probably signified best by um, the flag that's now flying proudly yeah. in the east stand um, how, how significant a step forward was that having that you know on display as we've already said today um, about the fact that sky sports cameras are there and you can you can catch glimpses of the Albion badge yeah. and, the Al- and, and the, uh, the proud baggies flag I think it, I think for me that was kind of the proudest moment thus far in the fact that the club have recognised who we are, proudly displayed that you know alongside other supporters groups flags alongside you know the Atner Albion flag for example, um, and that's proud uh, takes pride in place in the East stand and obviously you know you you watch Albion on TV when whenever we're at home and you know you can see that flag displayed on when you when you see a shot of the pitch and it's. It, it just reminds me that there are some good people out there and I think, you know, it, it, it's it's credit to the hard work of um, people in the Proud Baggies Committee and their relationship with the club um, and, and the people that, you know, that help us do what we do on a daily basis. You know, Piero, who's our chair, Neil, who's our secretary, Sarah, um, David and Richie and myself on the committee and then Megan and James and Rob Lake from the foundation as well. Martin, who heads up the comms team there. You know, these are all people that have kind of empowered us to really, you know, do what we do and given us the platform. And um, you know, the the flag was a combination of the hard work we've put in over the last year uh, or the last eighteen months, and for it to kind of take pride in place. And the club are also very proud that yeah. we were the first one to have ours up. So you know, closely followed by all the other uh, fellow supporters clubs that want the flags up. But I took pride in place first, and I think that was a really crowning moment. I remember seeing the first LGBT flag I saw at a stadium was from Tottenham at White Hart Lane, 
the Pradilly White's flag up in that far right hand corner. Um, and I just thought, saw it and thought, I want, I'll, let's put one up at the Albion. And, you know, it, Piero started the group off. I've known Piero for a, a number of years, and I came on board with him and, and Sarah to start it all off. And then, obviously, we've, we've just grown and grown and grown. And one of the first things we said was flag in the stadium. And, you know, we, we were talking to the club for about a year, kind of trying to pick the right place. And there, I think there was a little hesitance at first to kind of, obviously, with the. We, launched, we have to remember we launched in probably one of the worst seasons the club's ever had so it <laughs> yeah. probably wasn't the best time to go and start doing a lot of things now obviously we're, we're at the championship the football's a lot better there's, there's more of a feel good factor around the club again all around this Albion family which we're all a part of I think that's helped and obviously we're not necessarily as restricted as we are in the Premier League so I think you know the changes that have happened internally at the club have helped us to really kind of we were going along at a nice pace and now we're kind of excelling and that's a really important thing is that for people that are out there that are LGBT plus or identify as that that do like football that aren't necessarily comfortable going to a stadium or necessarily you know telling people that they like football because they might be judged upon that this is what we exist for we exist for these people come and have a chat with us you don't have to tell us your name you don't have to tell us who you identify as we're there to kind of support people too and be an ear and you know we do a lot of work um, we're about to launch the 1968 club which is going to help um, people who are over 50 in the LGBT plus community around uh, social, iso- social isolation and loneliness right. um, working in tandem with uh, Birmingham LGBT uh, Centre which is uh, a, a big charity here in Birmingham and it you know it's not necessarily aimed at sport but it's about being part of a collective and part of a community I think that's what people seem to forget sometimes is that we're all part of a community whether we like it or not whether you're gay, lesbian, bisexual part of the LGBT plus community if you're an Albion fan you're part of the Albion family so you you all come as a collective and I think people seem to forget that sometimes and I think what we try to do is get back to what those core values of what West Brom are about and it's West Brom is a club for everybody regardless of who you are where you're from Uh, you know like last year we had Gregor's Crow you you notice a large a large number of Polish yeah. people come into the stadium, and they've stayed at the club. Now there's a Polish baggies fan Twitter group set account. up, yeah. um, which you know they they're look, hoping to get a flag at the ground. I'm led to believe soon, which would be a wonderful thing. You know, um, and and that's great because it taps into a, a, a community within West Bromwich, and you get more local people to come to the ground again, which is what you want. And I just think you know football needs to open its eyes a, a lot wider because yeah. there's a lot of narrow-mindedness still exists in football and whether it's from fans whether it's from powers that be it other, you know it's strange like, isn't it because you <clears throat> excuse me you look at cricket first class cricket uh, international rugby yeah. there are examples of uh, individuals that have come out in the middle of their sporting careers and you know They've already given insights. Gareth Thomas, um, is it Alex Davis? That's what I think in cricket. Who have Stephen Davis? Sorry. Stephen Davis. Sorry, yeah. Who have given um, insights into the dressing room and yeah. how it's it's just like it was. You know, the day before that they did announce that they were uh, they were gay. I think the difference between football and those sports is they there's a lot more respect in rugby, a lot more respect in in uh, cricket. You know, a lot more respect in perhaps individual sports. I think football lacks that. I mean, you've only got to see how um, footballs crowd around a referee. In rugby, they call the referee sir or mister or whatever. In football, they're all shouting effing and jeffing at him. And I, 
I think that's 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 the big difference. Bigger picture, do you think, with football? I as think well? you have to see the bigger picture in the sense that football is a traditional working class sport, and I think some of those kind of values kind of lend itself. You know, the, the kind of values in the sense that you know people aren't necessarily as aware of social issues, as aware of the need for groups like us or you know they don't take their blinkers off sometimes I think that can affect their view on football when it shouldn't and whereas you know my day job is I work in a university and I work closely with our sports teams and our clubs and societies and one of the things I do notice is that there are our LGBT plus people in those teams and they are treated with the utmost respect the utmost you know uh, yeah, exactly. With with integrity and 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 with decency, and you know, they're there because they're good at what they do, mm. and they're good at the sports they play. Not there to tick a box. They're not there because then they're they're there because they're welcomed. Yeah. And I think that's the important thing. And I don't think that you get that in football. So what we're trying to do is create that welcoming feeling as much as we can. We can't we can't do we can't win it all on our own. We do need other people's help. Yeah, we do need to lean on other people. But that's why you know you work with your clubs, you work with other fan groups, you work with other football clubs, you work with organisations uh, like Pride in Football that help you kind of fulfil that that welcoming feeling that you want yeah. to promote. And I think as soon when I think we will start to see more and more um, as the generations come through, especially my my generation, the generation uh, that's come after me. I think we'll we're starting to see more acceptance and more understanding of these social issues have you have you um experienced that in the feedback you've had um a lot of the feedback we've had has been extremely positive you know a lot of a lot of people that we've seen comment online whether it's instagram twitter facebook commenting this is a brilliant thing you know well done west brom you're pioneers of diversity well done for being the first midlands club to do so i was gonna say is that that fans from clubs as absolutely as well as well as as well as Albion fans you're getting Villa fans Wolves fans Blues fans all commenting and saying this is brilliant why aren't our club doing this and you know we I know there's a a a similar group being set up at Birmingham City at the moment I know the Villa are trying to get one and Wolves I think they're trying to get one off the ground as well and obviously if they want to reach out to us and you know help yeah obviously we're going to share our knowledge with them we're not going to go sorry we don't talk to our rivals of course we do take a leaf out of our book I think (laughs) um we've helped Mansfield Town set up um, or help to set up their own group and look at ways that we can link up together and uh, obviously use our expertise that we've developed um, but yeah I'm, we were quite fortunate that we had um, West Brom as you know got a few celebrity fans and yeah. one of those fans who also identifies as uh, a member of the LGBT plus community is Joe Lysett obviously hilarious comedian we were fortunate we sent him a t-shirt um, when we launched and he put it out on his Instagram profile and uh you know, he he wrote a lovely, lovely comment, and looking at some of the comments underneath that, they were absolutely brilliant. Some 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 numpties as well. You get you know, but, but there's lots of people on there that are there for for you that you don't necessarily know. It's just how you kind of use that as a as a force for good, yeah. Uh, and and to how to kind of bring about positive change. And I think what what we are doing is positive, and you know, we are bringing about a sense of you know, there's a wind of change, which which is good. And we want to keep that going, keep the momentum. Um, and I think the momentum is only going in one direction now. Um, but what, what we do need to kind of be aware of is that not everybody is ready. And it's our job, and I kind of see it as kind of part of my duties in my role within Proud Baggies, 
is to kind of help people understand the need for groups like us and it's not necessarily you know people have trolled us for like oh free tickets and you're there to to do this to that it's not not a case at all we buy our own tickets mm. you know we you know the club help us out when we need to you know do certain things of course that's due to the relationship we have with them that's because we you know they, they'll do the same for any other supporters group yeah and I think that we need to remember that at the core of what we do is all good natured and it's all from a, a place of wanting to help people and wanting to be there and you know we do all this out of our, our love of the game at the end of the day we do it because we love football we get paid to do it it's all volunteering and you know I we've committed hours and hours and hours to do to do this and I so have a lot of other people around the country for their own clubs and you know I think we have to remember that this is all for the good of football at the end of the day we're here to just make sure people are there to feel comfortable within who they are to enjoy the game and that's the, that's what we need to remember We've already talked uh, previously about the uh, event that's taking place uh, sure. against Brentford at home in December uh, it's the Rainbow Laces campaign continuation of how many years has it been now? It's been going for about 3-4 years now and that entails uh, what, what, what have you what have you got planned as, as proud baggies what have you got planned so for that, that Rainbow that Laces is um, Stonewall's um, inclusion uh, sport inclusion campaign that they run every year which obviously is as it says on the tin a lot of they give out a lot of Rainbow Laces you encourage to wear them in your trainers and your shoes a lot of professional players have worn them um, last year we saw uh, Gary Megson at, when, we, when he was a caretaker at, when we played Tottenham that was out in November, yeah. Rainbow Laces uh, game last year. We linked up with Proud Lily Whites last year, and we, you know, did a lot of stuff in the build-up to that game. Gary Megson wore the Rainbow Laces badge on his jacket. Um, we a lot of the the clubs had uh, rainbow armbands for captains' armbands, which was good. I know so, it's actually watching Ireland recently. They changed the colours yeah, of their um, that was brilliant. Their squad numbers, yeah. That was that was phenomenal for their game against the USA, wasn't it? Yeah. And I think the USA did the same as well. Which is a which rather big country to uh, yeah. you know, expose, you know. That, I mean, that too. less said about the USA at the moment, the better. <laughs> well, yeah. But um, you know, we uh, Brentford is our game, our Rainbow Laces game this year. Fortunately, we were at home, so we were able to kind of do a lot more than we were last year. So we, we're working with the club on a number of things at the moment. Um, and you'll if you check us out on our social media at WBA LGBT or go on our website proudbaggies.com you'll see in the next few weeks a lot of things that we're, we're beginning to launch so the, our 1968 club launch is part of our Rainbow Laces campaign which I mentioned earlier about tackling social, iso- I, social isolation and loneliness um, with the over 50s in the LGBT community we're going to be giving uh, ticket we're going to be doing some ticket giveaways some uh we're hoping that some of the uh, players will wear our Proud Baggies t-shirts prior to the game. Hopefully we're going to get some of those signed off and uh, given away in some competitions as well. Um, this may or may not be some videos coming out <laughs> with the club soon. Um, you know, watch this space. Um, obviously there's more I can say, but yeah. I'm not allowed Tease to. Out. Tease out. Um, there's lots of, um, lots of exciting stuff planned and the club are really behind us, you know, uh, doing what we, we think we need to do. And... Uh, I mean, it just goes to show the support from the club is that we now have in the club shop little uh, badges. rainbow badges with the Proud Baggies logo on, with the, pro- the the Pride flag on there too, which you can go and uh, get from the club shop too. Um, you know, we want to we want to try and raise some money as well for yeah. uh, local LGBT charities, which is important. We did for at the World Cup, we did raise some money for uh, Russian LGBT charities by auctioning off some uh, Three Lines Pride scarves, which. Or exclusive merch but uh, we raised a, a couple of hundred pounds for that which was great um, so what like on the match day itself are you, are you 
Um, is it kind of bucket collections, that kind of thing? Or so I'm, are you being the fan zone? The fan yeah, zone on match day, every match day, um, obviously at home games, the fan zone normally takes place on Saturdays, yes. not necessarily at the uh, June a week, weeknight fixture. Um, but we're trying to get something sorted with the club so we can have a presence pre-Brentford um, for people who want to come and get involved in some of the fun stuff we've got planned. But normally on a, on a home game, uh, the, some of the committee members will be in the fan zone and we'll send out um, information on where people can meet us. Uh, we can all go for a drink, have a chat, have a bite to eat. And there's lots of social events we do as well. So we have our, our bi-monthly committee meetings, which, you know, as, as any organisation would, we do organise social. So if West Brom are playing away on the telly, we'll go, you know, one of the local Desi pubs and we'll go have a curry and watch yeah. the match. You know, we've gone and done, uh, we've had a big Christmas night out last year. If anyone wants to come and join us, we're having our Christmas party on the 21st of December, I believe, at the club. Um, and then oh, it's actually been held at Hawthorns. Uh, we're holding it at the Hawthorns. One of their um, parties that they're putting on, obviously we're all going to that. Um, and then we'll be joining um, a few others in the in the game village a bit later on for a few drinks if people want to get involved. Um, but we're also looking at starting up things which aren't centred around, you know, football necessarily. So doing quiz nights and doing escape rooms and going to um, comedia, com- comedy nights and yeah. open mic nights and all that sort yeah. of thing, you know. <clears throat> So we want to promote like a, a culture where it's a safe space to come and socialise with fellow LGBT plus people as well as, you know, going to watch your club and um, going back to Rainbow Lace is one of the one of the things that we I think will be a good thing for for all clubs really is that it's about using your club as a force for good and fingers crossed, you know, we'll be able to have access with you know have a picture with, done with the players or you know video message from Darren Moore or something mm. like that one thing that stuck in my head from last year is a picture with um, the proud Lily Whites a couple of those members uh, Mauricio Pochettino Hugo Lloris and the Tottenham ladies captain and the Tottenham ladies manager they all had a picture with uh, the big proud Lily Whites flag at their training ground and it was I think it was the first time I've seen uh, a Premier League footballer standing there with a the pride flag happily and obviously, you know, Hugo Lloris is, you know, I'm, so I'm told, a very open and accepting individual anyway. And you have to remember, not all footballers are dependent on where they're from and their religion and their, oh, quite, you know, yeah. their background. So they, there is a lot of sensitivities that you have to deal with. So, you know, and I think if we can get something similar this year, I think that's going to be the crowning moment for me is getting that, getting that kind of the players involved, getting the, the staff involved. Um, and it's not, just the, it's not just the first team, the academy the ladies team we want to get everybody involved as much as we can and you know go onto Stonewall's website get you a pair of rainbow laces buy some of the the merchandise that they've got available go into our club shop get a little proud baggies badge uh, 3rd of December Brentford home game it's on Sky um, 8 o'clock I think kick off it we'll is. be there um, that's our rainbow laces campaign get behind us show your support even if it's on social media yeah. you know tweet your support retweet our things share our content there's going to be a lot of stuff coming up, some blogs, some videos, some pictures, um, some competitions that everyone can get involved in. So, fingers crossed, um, I think it's going to be a lot bigger and better than last year. Like, that was our first year, so we're kind of still, we did a lot of stuff, we're still yeah. trying to find our feet, you know, what to do, what not to do. But this year, I think it's our first big, meaningful, you know, here we are, putting our flag in the ground. Yeah. Um, you know, here we are, come and get involved. Wow. Best of luck with what Cheers, you've Joe. got, what you've got coming up, uh, and congratulations on your endeavours so far in the last in the last year or two uh, on the pitch big question on the line George do Albion get promoted this season from where we are now 
from where we are now? Um, no. <laughs> okay. We'll leave it there. Um, <laughs> thank you very much for your time. No worries, um, and, and all the very best, I've already said, in the, um, in the next couple of weeks and months. Um, and we'll be back with another edition of Woman Corner Podcast uh, next week. Yeah.